0: Be in the presence of God all the time. Come, Lord Jesus. I do have an offering message today. Ephesians 3 verse 20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, According to the power that works in us. <laughs> to him be glory in the church <clears throat> by Jesus Christ to all generations forever and ever. Amen. And you might want to know what that's got to do with offering. So just hang in there with me. I ask you this question. When I actually, I'll read it out of the Passion as well and then I'll I'll put something to you never doubt god's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this he will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request your most unbelievable dream and exceed your wildest imagination now i don't know about you but my imagination can be a bit wild So exceed your wildest imagination and he will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energises you. Now we offer up to God all the glorious praise that rises from every church in every generation through Jesus Christ and all that will yet be manifest through time and eternity. Amen. Do we believe it? Do we believe it? When I I read this, I hear God say, ask me for the impossible. Do you know it's not a miracle if we can do it? It's not a miracle if we ask God for something and then we go ahead and do it. It's not a miracle. So I pose this. If what... God says in his word about giving and a generous spirit is true, which we know this to be true. So he says the tithe belongs to him and we give the offering out of our... Oh, our gratefulness. <laughs> and it's, it's the offering that he can work with. So we put our offering in his hands the tithe belongs to him this is how i see the scripture the tithe belongs to him but what he can multiply is what we give in our offering and so if he's got something to work with Ephesians 3:20 is ours and in John 6, the disciples, well, the people came to Jesus and said, and said, what's the work of God? What should we do to please God? And these were Jesus' words and he said, this is the work of God that you believe in him who he sent. This is the work of God. So if his word's true and we're believing it and we're doing what's required... <coughs> and we position our hearts right, and we believe this Ephesians 3.20 that beyond our wildest imagination can ha- happen, then how about we ask, start asking God for the impossible? we ask him for the impossible. Because we think, oh, you know we, know. we know in here that nothing's too difficult for God. We know it. But when it comes to our own life, we we step into that concern and that worry and that particularly about our finances, you know, our health and our finances. (laughs) But Jesus has already paid for all of those things. And he said he's our source and he is our supply and he won't ever, you know, he said his children, he won't leave his children begging for bread. Scripture says that. And, and so, but this is more than just giving us what we need because I've heard Christians say, oh, look, I haven't enough. God supplies my need and that's all I need. But the scripture says, pressed down, shaken together and running over. So how can you bless others if there's no running over? And so we're we called... We're created to worship him and love him and this. And so this can't really happen unless we start asking God for the impossible to put things in our hand so that we can actually make it work. So he can actually make it work. Because it's it's what we put into his hand. <laughs> because that's I mean he could do it, he's sovereign. He could just do it, but he doesn't choose to do it that way. He chooses to use us, his church, in in the world. And we're made up of that. So he's he, he's waiting for us just to position ourselves. And so we, with our offering here, we've got a little post box up at, at the back if you want to um, give cash um if you're part of this this is your home if you call this your home because it says to bring your tithes into the storehouse so where you're being fed that's where you know so if you're visiting from somewhere else well you put it there it's where you're being fed so having said that we um we do have online so some of us um give on on online that's easy for me I find that easy um and something God challenged me with actually when I moved to doing it online um it sort of changed some things for me because you sort of have to be have to think about when you're going to do it and um and and I felt God say I've always known it sort of is first you know (laughs) but uh for me it works if I do it first so before anything else comes out of you know, my pay, um, I, um, I do the – as soon as I know it's in, it's been working. So, of, of recent times, it's, it, it's been really important to me that the tithes and offerings first and then it's all worked out <laughs> if I find I'm paying bills first. So, that's just me and it's really worked for me and I've been – I've actually seen some miracle things happen – because I've, I've put that first. And um, and so uh, I, I say this uh, just to say, God could do it without us, without our money. But that's not what he planned. Yeah. And, um, and we can think, um, you know, the church just asking us for money. But that's why I started with um, Ephesians 3.20 because... Um, it's actually what he wants to do for us. And and I just quickly, I was thinking about the rich young ruler and how sad he was. It said he was sad when he walked away because Jesus had asked him um, to sell all he had and uh, give to the poor. Um, but what he didn't know was what would have happened if he'd done that. And so in Ephesians here it says, well, we... We're fortunate because we can actually see this now and see it in retrospect. But he, he would have absolutely had to do it in faith, not knowing anything. Um, but, you know, if it says, Now him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church forever and above and beyond our wild imagination. And so if he had obeyed Jesus and done that, wow, would you have liked to have watched what God was going to do with those seeds. And um, and so I'll leave that with you this morning that, you know, the Lord is so wonderful and he just wants to bless us. He just wants us to have all we need. It says... Um, that he would give us everything that we need for life and godliness so to do his will and for us to live a good life that's what he wants to do for us Um, but and he's and he's you know spelled it out and it it does seem hard when you (laughs) when you step out you know when it's a new step of faith um, but you know, I'm here to say that God never has never, ever let me down in my entire life. <laughs> Stuff might have happened, but he's never let me down. And particularly with the finances, I know he's got it. I know he's got it. Thank you.
1: Good morning, morning. glory to God, well I'm encouraged already, I'm hot too. I was sharing the, uh, this morning just when we were having our, our little get-together um, pre, pre, um, pre-service and uh, I was um, lying in bed last night and um, just in the quiet, because Coral's in Melbourne, you know, just <coughs> there by myself, <laughs> just, just in the quiet, and I just said, Lord, what are you doing? And, you know, we've, we've been through a couple of years of <laughs> interesting times, and it's continuing. And I said, Lord, what are you, what are you doing? And I, I can't say that I got a, a booming great answer. Um, that, would have been, that would have been encouraging. But I just started thinking about things through Scripture where, where God's people didn't really have any idea what was coming. Didn't really have any idea what was coming. And this morning I I just, you know, shared about the children of Israel and, and as they were coming out of out of Egypt. They didn't know, they didn't know what was coming. They didn't know what they didn't know what the plagues the plagues were coming and they didn't know about the tenth plague. What was going to happen with that. And yet they had to be ready to just move when God said. And you, know, you can even think about when Jesus was with his disciples and ministering to them and, and to, the, uh, you know, to the, the places that he was in. But he was imparting into his disciples the things that God had for them. And he was teaching them about the ways of God, the righteousness of God, the way God does things. And you see time and time again, he was, he was giving them some, some um, heads up, if you like. You know, Rosemary was talking about retrospect. Retrospect is a great thing. To be able to look after something has happened, look back on it and say, oh yeah, that's what was going on. And that's really, you know, that's really easy. Doesn't, that, that, doesn't, that part doesn't take any faith because you, you see what's happened. But Jesus was sowing into his disciples and even to the point where he said, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to be lifted up. <laughs> and they didn't get it. They did not get it. And we know that they didn't get it because when he went to the cross, they went, they scattered they went every which way. They didn't get it. They didn't understand what he was saying. And yet, he brought that word to them, and that word came back to them later on. The understanding caught up with the things that he said. And sometimes that's the process that we, it is a walk of faith. And we step out in faith to what we feel God is directing us into. And w- w- the direction that he's got for us. And it's, often it's, it's scary. Often it's, whoa, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. And yeah, no, we don't. And yet, if we're stepping out in faith in God, do you think he's got us? Do you think his protection is round about us? Do you think the result will be good? Absolutely. Absolutely. God is good. God is good. Now, Rosemary's already mentioned the power working within us. And that's something I want to speak about this morning. Actually, that's what uh, Rosemary... Sorry, Rosemary. That's what um, (coughs) Marion was speaking on last week. The power of God. Um, It was an interesting thing last week. I was... I wasn't terribly well in the middle of the week and I had started on a a message for last Sunday and um, Marion said, look, I've got something if you would like to use it. And when she spoke, I thought, oh, okay, that's what I was preparing. So this might be just a a carry on from from last week. So if if you've got your Bibles, if you'd like to turn to Matthew chapter 6. It just seems to be that this is my starting point for the last umpteen weeks. (laughs) The Sermon on the Mount. (gasps) I'm going to read Matthew chapter 6. When the disciples uh, disciples came to Jesus at one point and, and, Lord, how do we pray? One of the other Gospels. And this is what jesus said in verse 9 of chapter 6 in this manner therefore pray our father in heaven hallowed be your name (laughs) your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven we were seeing that this morning give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and do not lead do not lead us into temptation deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever it's yours we don't ever forget that yours is the kingdom the power and the glory forever now that word power as it is used right there is that word, and I think uh, Marion said it last week, it is the word uh, in the Greek, dunamis. It is the word dunamis. It means force. It means miraculous power. It means a miracle. Rosemary was talking about that this morning. Something that you can't do, I can't do, God can do. It is a mighty wonderful work that's what that word dunamis means yours is the kingdom the power yours is the force yours is the miraculous power yours are the miracles yours is that mighty wonderful work yes, yes. and you know look we, we would say we would we would probably all say yes lord i'll 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 have some of that you know that's that's tremendous that dunamis power that's tremendous <laughs> But, you know, there's another word that's translated power in scriptures. Uh, In most, um, or in in a lot of the versions, it's translated power. Sometimes there's other words that it's um, translated into. But we're going to have a look at Matthew chapter 9. So I'm looking at two words in scripture. One always um, translated power, one often translated as power. Matthew chapter 9, Matthew chapter 9, and I'm just going to read from um, verse, I'll read from the start, chapter 9, verse 1, Uh, so he got into the boat and crossed over, this is Jesus, and came to his own city. Then behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer, your sins are forgiven you. (laughs) At once, some of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemes. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And he arose and departed to his house. Now when the multitudes saw it, they marveled, glorifying God, who had given such power to men. (laughs) That word is not dunamis. That word is exousia in the Greek. It means in the sense of ability, privilege, mastery, delegated influence an important one delegated influence or the authority the jurisdiction you know if if somebody has jurisdiction in an area that's their area of authority that's the area that they operate in they mightn't have jurisdiction in another area but that's where they have the authority it also means it's also translated power as we see and right and strength So the people here were glorifying God for the authority that Jesus was using, the authority that had been given to him that he spoke. And because he spoke with that authority, there was a result. Dunamis was involved because there was a miracle that happened there. But they were actually glorifying God and and in wonder because of the authority that the man that they saw here obviously was working in now if you look over in in uh, in this first uh, verse of chapter 10 and when he had called his disciples 12 disciples to him he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases. That is that same word again, exousia. He gave them a delegated authority to operate in his name. Matthew 28 verse 18, Jesus says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. That word authority is exousia. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Jesus said, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all the rest of it, all over the place that word power there you shall receive power that's dunamis so we can see there that there are two words in scripture often both power one meaning that delegated authority that the authority that god gives and one meaning the miraculous power the force that is um, the work of god the power of god So the revelation of our exousia gives access to his dunamis. The revelation, it's not a mental assent. It's not just, oh yeah, oh yeah, I get the difference between those two words. It has to be a revelation in our heart. The revelation of our exousia, the revelation of the authority that God says, I'm giving that to you. I'm giving that to you. I'm giving that to you. The revelation of that exousia that God said, I am giving to you, gives us access to his power, the dunamis. (laughs) And the dunamis gets the job done. But we can't operate in dunamis if we haven't accepted That exousia, that delegated authority that he has freely, freely given us. The power comes from God by the Holy Spirit. That's the dunamis. The power comes from God by the Holy Spirit. The authority, that's the exousia, to operate comes from God through Jesus Christ. Jesus gave that authority. He gave it to his disciples. He gave it to the church to operate in. The humility to receive the things freely given of God is our choice. I'll read those together again. The power comes from God by the Holy Spirit. The authority to operate comes from God through Jesus Christ. The humility to receive the things freely given by God is our choice. You can hear all this and say, oh yeah, but you don't know who I am. You don't know about me. God does. And he still made it available. You know, sometimes we look at scripture and we look at all the the great men and women in, in scripture and think, oh, how wonderful they were. Well, read it carefully. Read the scriptures carefully. And it tells you a bit about all the people in there. They were very human. They were very flawed in many cases. Now... Did, did Did God do a a, a work in them yes it 's a progressive work doesn 't happen all at once it 's from glory to glory it's progressive now the enemy would like to come to us and tell us and remind us of the things that we fail in the things that we have you know issues with the, the you know the fears that we have all all manner of things we've we've all got stuff but you know there's an authority that we've been given and there's a direction that we've been given in scripture that when those imaginations come when those thoughts come we're to cast them down bring them into subjection to the word of God so that means God what do you say about me What do you say about me? And you might say, well, I don't know what he says about me. Well, get in here. Read. See what he says. It's good. On that area of of humility, Jesus said a number of times, whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Huh. Says it says in Matthew 23 and Luke 14, chapter 14 and 18. Same thing, whoever exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted. The Apostle uh, James, quoting from, from Psalm 334, says, God resists the proud but gives grace To the humble. God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. The Apostle Peter quotes the same verse in 1 Peter 5 5, exactly the same verse, same words. God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Now that word grace, (laughs) it's carese. And, uh, and, you know, there's, there's a little girl in school, she's in grade five, her name's Carice. I, I, I never knew, I hadn't put that together. It's, names means grace, graciousness. Yeah. <laughs> that word means, that grace, that grace that God gives us. You, you, you can't take it any other way, you can't get any other, he, he actually gives grace grace is the divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life god resists the proud but gives grace he gives a divine influence upon our heart that is reflected in our life it starts in here it starts right in here and what does that word divine mean I I go down a rabbit trail sometimes with words what does that word divine mean it means God like (laughs) little g (laughs) not big (laughs) well little yeah but God like God like And that's very encouraging. Are you encouraged about that? Yes. I'd like to turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter three um this passage is paul paul speaking Ephesians chapter three <coughs> <Yeah. laughs> Yes. Uh, And I'm just going to start. Verse 1. Paul's talking about the, the mystery. We know the mystery that he's talking about is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. Something that the Old Testament Uh, prophets and all the people no idea no clue such a mystery Christ living in us in our heart for this reason I Paul the prisoner of our of Christ Jesus for you Gentiles if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of grace of God which was given to me for you so i'll park there for a moment paul's saying god has given me a grace it was given to me for you when god graces us with any sort of ability or any sort of function there, there is grace upon certain things that we do and it's 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 for us to find lord where are you directing me where's my where's my happy spot what are you gracing me for but when god graces us for something and it might be one thing it might be two things it might be five things whatever it is you know to one was given one one yep whatever doesn't matter whatever god is gracing us for It is not primarily for us. It is for other people. Do we benefit from what he graces us with? Absolutely. But who's it for? It's for other people. The grace of God comes like that. Comes in and it's to go out. How that by revelation here we go again revelation it's got to, it's got to get in our heart that how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery as i have briefly written already by which when you read you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of christ god gave paul so much which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his, holy, by his, to his holy apostles and prophets, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel. So Paul was given that revelation of Christ in you, the hope of glory. And he was given that for the Gentiles, for everybody outside the the, the Jewish race at at that point. He was given that revelation for the benefit of all who would receive it. It was coming from God by the Holy Spirit and it was being given out. I'll read verse 6 again. Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel of which I became a minister according to the gift of grace of God which was given to me by the effective working of his power. That's the dunamis. Paul was actually given... The power of God to operate and that was what confirmed the authority that God had given him. Or the message that God had given him to to bring. Where does he go? Verse 8. To me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Do you... This is not a false humility coming out of Paul. This is actually true humility in verse 8. To me, who am less than the least of the saints, this grace was given. You look at Paul's life and you look at the things that, that he was able to accomplish by the power of God from the authority that was given and the power that he was given to, to, to operate in you think the, the least of the saints but Paul knew where he came from he knew where he came from now he didn't allow the enemy to beat him up with that and that's fine but he knew that the grace of God was the thing that saved him you know there's a, there's another fellow in, in 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 scripture that we we read about in acts um a, uh, a a certain um king at that um at that time help me i've forgotten his name he's fairly forgettable eaten by worms um <laughs> Herod herod actually exalted himself you know the people were trying to give him a big back rub by telling him how great he was and you know that he was the power of god and all this and um instead of giving god the glory he took it for himself and said he fell down dead He was eaten by worms (laughs) you don't mess don't mess with the power of god You know, Steve was sharing with me a little while ago um, about something he'd seen in worship. And that a message was being given, the, the truth of the word of God, and there was a resistance to it. There was a word spoken against it. <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> and the person, silly enough to do that, fell down dead it's happened before it's going to happen again <laughs> you don't mess with the power of God don't put your hand to the power of God but God saw Paul's heart now he was, you know, you, you look at his early life as Saul he, you say, well he was a proud man mm-hmm but when he had the opportunity when god when he met god that that quickly turned around that quickly turned around and he humbled himself before god and god exalted him and god used him powerfully mightily mightily Her. To me, who am less than at least to the least of the saints, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of God. We've heard that already this morning. We're never going to get to the end of what God has and who He is. And to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which was from the beginning of the age, which from the beginning. "...of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord." The wisdom of God will be made known by the church to the principalities and the powers in heavenly places. There is great opposition to what God wants to do and his will in this earth. We can see it all around us. We know it's there. We we hear it all the time. (laughs) It's coming at us all the time. The opposition to... The will of God it's through the it's coming through people but it's at the back end of it is the principalities and powers of spiritual wickedness in high places and how's that going to be brought to nothing the wisdom of God spoken by the church to these principalities and powers and how's that going to be it's going to be the dunamis. <laughs> it's going to be the rima- miraculous power of God that cannot be explained. It cannot be put aside. It cannot be spoken down. <laughs> Look out if you try. <laughs> it is the dunamis. It is the power of God that will be operating in the church (laughs) glory to God I've lost where I am now Ah. verse 12 in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him We have access. Why? Because he says we do. He says we have that exousia. We have that delegated authority to speak in his name. Therefore, I ask that you do not lose heart in my tribulations for you, which is your glory. Stuff happens In life, things happen. Things don't always go as we would plan them to be. If we're walking in the will of God, we cannot expect that there is not going to be opposition. There will be. There will be opposition. Paul found himself in prison. Was he in the will of God? Yeah, he was. Did that bother him? No, it didn't. Because he was in the will of God. Verse 14. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Verse 20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask Or think according to the power that works in us. We heard a scripture like that this morning. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. That power is dunamis. And you think, who am I? Who am I? To carry that who am i to to operate that who am i to that god would would work through me well if you're a believer if you believe that jesus is the son of god and you've accepted him he says that he would like to use you i'll just go with what he says If we focus on who we are without God, we fail. Easy to do. The enemy will try to get us, you know, looking at our belly button. If we focus on who we are without God, we fail if we begin to think that the power is ours we fail don't put your hand don't put your hand to the glory of god that the glory is his <laughs> things are going to happen that are the miraculous working power of god and they might come through you And when that happens, you're going to have people say, oh, you know, how good are you? (laughs) Redirect, (laughs) quickly. (laughs) Redirect them to the one that the power is coming from, not the person that's coming through. (laughs) So if we focus on who we are without God, we fail. If we begin to think that the power is ours, we fail. But when we focus on God and acknowledge His power, we will be the church. We will succeed. We will be the church. We will be His hands and feet in this world. It's where He's taking us. And you know, just as you know, as I was, I was speaking. Before, you know, uh, that question I asked, God, what are you doing? Lord, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, there's so many instances in, in scripture where it was, you know, it, it looked dark, it looked looked impossible, it looked, you know, where are we going? What's happening? God, what are you doing? And boom, there we are, victory. Yeah. There we are, deliverance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At the, sometimes it's the, it's the darkest moments yeah. you know there's that saying that the, 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 the darkest hour is, the, is before dawn yeah. the darkest point in human history if you, if you had have looked at it this side of the cross was, was when that, that was all happening The cross was the darkest point in human history. And yet, it it defeated the enemy. Victory for every human being. This side of the cross. Didn't look like it. Disciples didn't see it. (laughs) They actually had to wait a few days. And then they got it. And from there... Gone out across the world, hasn't it? And still going. I haven't seen what I want to see yet. (laughs) But I know it's available because it's in here. What God is going to do. What God has said He's going to do with anybody who opens their heart, humbles themselves before God and, and just says, use God, use me. And if we will position ourselves in that way, just hang on to your hat because there's some good things that God is going to do through his church and his church is his people hallelujah (laughs) let's pray oh heavenly father (laughs) why would you use us And yet you have purpose to use us. <laughs> so Lord, help us not to ask those why questions. Just help us, Lord, to look to you. Submit our hearts before you. And just allow you to do through us what you have said. Lord, you've given us your authority. The authority has been given lord give us a revelation not just an understanding in our our minds a revelation in our hearts lord as we seek you give us that revelation in our hearts of that exousia that that authority that you have given your church and lord help us then (laughs) just to just to step out in faith and, and, and see your dunamis change lives <laughs> Lord for every heart this morning that's open to you Lord just just sow this into those hearts and Lord even as we are in a dark hour Lord your light is going to shine so so greatly that it will just be a beacon of life to all who are looking for that life Hallelujah Hallelujah Oh, we give you all the glory because that's yours. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. We're going to have communion now, so if you haven't got your communion ready, please go and grab one. Could someone also grab one for me, please, because I am in that boat. Oh, thank you, Dad. (laughs) Excellent, thank you. Uh, I don't know about you, but I've had a great morning so far. I have had a wonderful morning. I was, I was in worship, and I just had this thought of this is where I belong. <laughs> this is where I belong. Everything else that I'm doing in my life, everything else, it's... <sighs> it is secondary <laughs> this is where i belong i want to just f- follow on from what dad was uh teaching on this morning this uh god gave me this this passage and the question how does god build us how does god build us how is he doing that how is he bringing us closer into the experience of Jesus being like Jesus? Perfect in every way. <laughs> that seemingly impossible, unattainable position that God said he is bringing us to, <laughs> none, nonetheless. He gave me this passage. And it's in Second Peter chapter 1 to start from uh verse 3 and I'm reading it this out of the passion translation because it makes it so very very clear. It says even we could everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by his divine power. <laughs> everything that we could ever need For life and godliness, to be on this path and journey that God's called us to, that is seemingly impossible, it is impossible by ourselves without Him. He's given us all we need to do that by His divine power. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing Him, who has called us by name. And invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. <laughs> As a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that are, all, that are beyond all price. They are priceless. So that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can experience partnership with the divine nature. By which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are of the world wow it is by his power that we get to be in partnership with him it's been touched on this morning that god has designed this he could do it any which way he wanted it but wanted to but he his he is choosing to use us in partnership with him in partnership if that doesn't that very thing doesn't blow your mind you don't know <laughs> you haven't got a revelation of how what his plan for this world is and how great it is, and that he would choose to use us to do that.
0: Woo-hoo.
2: This is big. It goes on. So it says, So devote yourselves to lavishly supplementing your faith with goodness, and to goodness add understanding, to add, and to understanding add the strength of self-control, and to self-control, add patient endurance. And to patient endurance, add godliness. And to godliness, add mercy towards your brother, brothers and sisters. And to mercy toward, uh, toward others, add unending love. And it's so important that whenever we're, we're hearing God's plan and, and diving into His Word and hearing what He's got for us, That we don't fall into the, okay, this is my list of to-dos, I'm going to go and do them. Nothing he says is without him. It's in partnership with him. Nothing that he's designed for us to do, he has designed for us to do without him. It says, since these virtues are already planted deep within, and you possess them in Abundant supply. (laughs) They will keep you from being inactive or fruitless in your pursuit of knowing Jesus Christ more intimately. And how did they get there? How did they get put in there deep within? It is what we remember this morning. That moment, the darkest moment in human history is how it got there. And our acceptance of that, of his sacrifice, that's how all of those things got there. And in verse 10, it says, For this reason, beloved ones, be eager to confirm and validate that God has invited you to salvation and claimed you as his own. If you do these things... You will never stumble. And as a result, the kingdom's gates will open wide to you as God choreographs your triumphant entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Messiah. Let's just stand. This is what we're doing. This is what we get to do every Sunday when we take communion. And it's something that we should always be doing. Let us be eager to confirm and validate that God has invited us into salvation. And it's through salvation that partnership with Him is possible. That the glorious and amazing promises that He has given us are outworked through us getting to know him more intimately. And that's only possible because of salvation. And that only happened because of that moment in history. Lord, we just thank you. Lord, we have nothing but gratitude and awe for what you did. Lord, let us never tread lightly on this subject Lord, we position ourselves (laughs) humbly before you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we receive what you have done for us because it's nothing that we did, God, but it's all what you did. It's all what you did. Let's eat. Let's drink. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we love you. You may be seated. We're just going to finish up this morning with some announcements. Thanks, Rose.
0: So this is our week this week. Uh, Monday playgroup here at 9.30. So it's really n- nice. It's back in here and we can use the... Um, Uh, the playground and the children get to run around outside which has been lovely. Um, Tuesday, this week is the women's night. So it's 7.30 at Mel's house which is Two Wilton Court, Golden Square. So we've really been enjoying um, our study that we've been doing and so uh, we'll be meeting at 7.30 for that. Uh, Thursday morning is the school community prayer meeting here in the William Room out through there at 9 o'clock in the morning. And um, that's been great. I've been um, really enjoying that. We come uh, to pray for the school. And there's been a bunch of people from the church going, which is great. We've joined with the mums So, um, last week was the most we've ever had and it was a really great pre-meeting. So, that's very encouraging. If you've got that time free, um, you really feel connected to the school when you pray for it. Um, An upcoming food handling certificate training days, the 12th of August 10am to 2pm and the 1st of September... ...from 6pm to 10pm. See Mel Burns if you are interested and want to know more details. So, she's out with the children this morning but she'll be back in. Um, all in Sunday is the 14th of August where the children are in the service with us... ...and lunch will be provided for everyone after the service. So, it's a real family day which is really nice. And uh, just there are just uh, a couple of other notices... One is we have a food bank. How cool is that? We have a small food bank in the William Room that people can help themselves to pass along to others or to donate to. Items to be donated can be placed in the basket on the foyer table. Um, We ask that food items be in date and non-perishable. Books can be donated to our library in this basket as well. Um, and uh, with the library we are working on a children's section very soon um, where children can borrow books with their parents uh, and this section is also welcoming donations. So if you have some that you're not using at home, um, uh, you're very welcome to bring them, that would be great. So we've got a lot to think about, haven't we? It was so much to chew on today. So good, so encouraged. Oh, I've um, I'm going home encouraged, and uh, just just remember this week that beyond your wildest imagination, <laughs> and start asking God for some wild things. We could do that, couldn't we? Start, but don't be surprised when they start happening (laughs) go whoops (laughs) oh I didn't realize it was so big that thing that I asked so um position ourselves and let this be the best week ever this coming week thank you Jesus and thank you everyone for coming we'll see you next week